welcome to episode 16 of Ashes of Imperium. I'm Dan and I'll be your host for this evening and today I'm joined by a very special guest because we're going to be speaking about all things Drakari and I'm joined by the indomitable Mark Wildman. Mark, hello. I've never been introduced as indomitable. <laughs> well, <laughs> interesting way of introducing I was, me. I was searching for, uh, searching for an adjective and that was the first thing that came to my mind. I, I don't really know what it means, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, tonight we're going to be talking about Drakari or Dark Elder, for those who have... Uh, who have old school. Uh, old school, but we don't mind a bit of old school, do we? Um, and uh, I thought we'd, we wanted to get Mark on because uh, you've been playing a few tournaments with the army, haven't you? I've done one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what? I feel like I've done more because I've done a lot of practice games with them. Um, and a lot of sort of like lots of theory hammer, but then lots of practice with them. I've played, I'm really new to 40k and I'm jumping the gun a bit here on questions, but I've played an, an awful lot like, like practice games. And so, yeah, so I've, I've you know, I've, I've really enjoyed playing them. They're really fun. That's a funny, up. that's a funny one, really, because practice games are one of those things where I think, and you see a lot of things on Twitter and Facebook of like people saying, I've got to paint this for the event or like I'm staying up all night to paint this on the Friday or the Saturday morning of the tournament. Um, and so, yes, I know you can play with an unpainted army, but often people are still like assembling things in like a couple of weeks before the army. And so if they're doing that with these armies, then they're not probably not getting practice games in. And I've taken armies to events before where I've never even played them before. And it's just, it can be really tricky for you, but it's also a bit bad form, isn't it? Because you you kind of, constantly looking things up and it doesn't doesn't make it as much of an enjoyable experience for your opponent yeah definitely i mean i I think i've been um because i'm relatively new to the 40k scene i've tried to learn how to like all the rules and everything like that and 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 i've i'm a long time aos slash warhammer player so i've really I've, i've really took my time out to uh learn 40k but learn the metas and everything like that so um and and just how different it is um, so I think at the moment my 40k sort of environment is is very much like I, I'm not still learning because I kind of know it inside out now. But with Warhammer, I used to only play tournaments, didn't play anything else. I just never, I didn't have the desire to play like a friendly practice game. It's quite refreshing, like learning to play a new army, um, learning how uh, the war army works and how the best way you engage, but also your army list and everything like that. So it's all new and fresh for me. So I, I think, although I've only done one event with Jakari, it, it feels really fresh and it feels really cool. And 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 I don't really go on 40k forums or anything like that. And I just, I just, I look at, you know, I play competitively and I look at what's good and I make my own list based upon what I see um, rather than what other people tell me. You know, and I've kind of got it about right, I think. And... All, all power to you, mate, I say. I, I think, like, netlists are, are... It's one thing to be able to go on online and share information and go, like, okay, what's good? What do you think? And, and if you're the kind of person that'd be like, right, what do I arm my, um, you know, racks with? Do I give them a... Because li- I can only do one uh, for every one in five. You know, do I give them a liquefier? Or an also factor, you know. And if someone's like, well, you know, if you run the mass versus MEQs, you know, the liquefier is terrible, or also factor is amazing, whatever, you know. And if you're not that, if you're not very maths and meta focused, that can that can make the decision for you in a kind of right. I don't really know how to approach this, and and here's some advice. Yeah, yeah. But but the advice is often given in a in the bubble of of the meta as as perceived by the person giving the advice. 
Yes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They could be following the US tournament scene and be like, right, okay, so I don't know, custodies are absolutely rinsing the top tables at the moment. So having strength five weaponry is really, really important, having multiple, you know, blah, 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 and give advice based off that. But you go to the European scene or the UK scene, which is its own meta, uh, or your local gaming group or, or whatever it is, if you're yeah, logging yeah. to events. You go there and everyone's running Horde Orcs and Tyranids and loads of Gene Steelers and things. And suddenly that advice just doesn't, it's, you know, I'm sure it's yeah, still brilliant yeah. when you face custodies, but it's just not necessarily. So I think taking what advice you get off the internet with a pinch of salt or indeed just ignoring it and do it, forging your own path, I, I, you know, I think that's. I just, oh yeah, do you know, I don't even go. I, I, I stopped doing a lot of Warhammer forums as well because it didn't really help. I mean, you do, you do get like meta sort of art, like thing but i when i've taken some of my armies because i took um i went to the lgt um and i took my army and people looked at it and went i've never seen anything like it and i just made it myself um and if i weren't painting the jakari i would take that 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 demon army again because it was so much fun and it was really strong and i think with a really good player it, it you know where if i practiced it for like a whole year it's super strong so you know it's sometimes sometimes ignoring the meta and just going with what you think is really strong or what is working for you well um, the meta is so, a funny uh, one because it interacts with itself in that if people let's take this you know this um theoretical meta where custodies are really strong so everyone builds to face everyone builds anti-custodies lists and then because yeah. everyone knows that everyone else is building anti-custodies lists with certain things they build anti anti you know so it, it kind of all interacts in its own little echo chamber whereas if you come in off the fly with uh with something com- that's completely disconnected i just do to an meta, absolute all, I, I just my focus with all my armies is because at a tournament you could be matched with anything and my years of experience um you won't <laughs> sweat <laughs> <laughs> too long too long my years of experience of doing events is that sometimes i can remember when i've gone to an event and I've like gone right. Let's say like Warhammer demons are ruling the waves. Mm. I need to make a list which can fight demons. Right, okay. And then I take it to an event, and I'm thinking this army will beat demons every single day. And then I don't play demons. You play, play five or six demons. games, no demons. Yeah. And, and I don't even play demons. So I just think an absolute all rounders list, are the, are the, the ways to go, the way to go forward. One being um, one that you can you you fight you end up fighting anything and I think that's where my Jakari list I really enjoyed because I felt comfortable in fighting anything so so I think that's really important when you write your lists um, and I just I, yeah that, and that's how I wrote it because I was just like I want some light shooting I want some heavy shooting I want some flyers I want things that fight in combat yes yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a good way to approach it if, if you think about it from a uh, like a unit does X and a unit does Y. It's not I want a unit of witches. It's a I want a unit of fast infantry that are decent in combat. You know what? Yeah. What in the list can achieve that? Is it witches or is it something else? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Enough. So you mentioned you mentioned obviously that you've got a, uh, you know quite an extensive background in competitive gaming from a Warhammer fantasy and now Age of Sigma background. What, what was it that drew you to 40k? And, and when did you jump ship? Was it was it when Eighth Edition dropped? I no no I I I'm, I'm going to correct you one point there I haven't jumped ship I I'm I'm sad enough to still play both you, um, you and me both Mar don't worry and and we have to say this really quiet so the other half doesn't hear I may have bought three boxes of the start collecting beastmen <laughs> <laughs> well you Even are you are Mark the beastman on Twitter so I am yeah yeah so it's 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 only right that I get my second beastman army makes sense at least you're using <laughs> um, at least you're using actual models instead of rocks this time. 
Hey, there was I look, I put it on Twitter, I had three rocks in my army. <laughs> and my, my legacy is rock man. It's so rude. It's so rude. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I, I um I played Warhammer in seventh edition competitive gaming. Um I went to the ETC as twice under eighth edition playing Warhammer. <clears throat> um and then AOS kicked off and and and, and commit to AOS. Um, the reason I got into 40k was I always used to look at 40k models and armies. I used to compare it to Warhammer and go, Warhammer have got these very solid ranked up units, which aren't, which look okay. Um, dragons and big things were never cool enough because they could just get shot off by cannons, so people never used them. So the armies themselves were very uninspiring. They weren't big, massive hordes. Even though like hordes of 40 core or whatever, or 40 foot troops, were like a big in eighth edition that was a big it still wasn't like you know in, in it like a traditional battle like you like war master the size armies would be the size of war war master armies where you've got sort of like 300 foot troop um plus all your artillery plus cavalry you know 200 cavalry you, you'd have like that but that's not representing any real solid like roman style fighting so i used to look at warhammer and go it's nice i look over at the 40k and there'd be these dynamic models like fighting poses, big planes. So, and I'd look at them and go, God, these armies look so much better on the table. But I never, getting into um, another game system, another rule set. I tried 40K, I believe it may have been 7th edition. I don't know. Um, I tried playing it with a mate. I had no local friends really that played it. But I was learning a completely new rule set. And ironically, actually, I brought a Dark Eldar army when they were Dark Eldar. Um, but I sold them ages ago. Um, but I, I used to, so, so physically looking at 40k is much better. Learning another rule set was just like, mm, I'm just not, it's, I, I just haven't got the time or the energy to commit to another rule set on top of like competitive Warhammer playing. Um, and then when obviously 8th edition here, the rules for 40k and AOS are so much more similar and Fair Play to Games Workshop, the right choice to make because there's so many of my mates now that cross over both systems because I mean, my first 40 K art, 40 K game um, was actually against Rob Simon's got a little bit of history there with, um, with my first army, my Admech, um was that I played his Admech versus his death guard. We played a 2000 point game. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so um, it wasn't like, I, you know, so, you know, sometimes when you play a new game, it's like I'll play a 500 point game or we'll mm-hmm. just do a little skirmish, get used to the rules. I went bang right into a 2000 point game. Yeah, it was slow. We played for ages because I'm looking at rules, thinking, doing this, looking at strength values and stuff like that. But that was just my lack of knowledge with the army mm. rules wise. I was like, OK, there's a few changes here. But on the whole, it's, you know, it's there's lots of transferable skills. Yeah, you hit the morale phase and you're like, this is like Battleshock. But it's called yeah. morale. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like I mean, what the other, what the other things that I mean, it's, strength, it's, toughness, that's still in there, isn't strength, it? But it's it's effectively the same, you know. Exactly, because you can you carry know. over your existing knowledge of previous editions yeah. of Warhammer. And it's like, like I understand how strength and toughness works. Exactly, yeah. So you've got that, but you know, the magic phase, psychic phase is is the same. Um, the only difference is the consolidation. That that's new in 40k, and um, you can go two inches apart and not one inch. So on the whole, that you know, the the game itself was so simple, and I was like, I, I could get into this because it's a new game system, um, and you know, it just opens my horizons to paint new stuff. 
So I was like, yeah, so that is the reason why I got into 40k because it's practically the same as AOS. Would you say you were, um, you mentioned painting there in the kind of like the Venn diagram of, I don't know, say competitive gaming, uh, hobby, and then, I don't know, casual gaming or, or even match narrative open, you know, where would you position yourself in terms of, are you a painter first, a hobbyist, a competitive gamer? Um, I'm competitive gamer and painter. Awesome. Because painting's, painting's a, 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 tr- a funny one, isn't it? Because there's certainly in the AOS scene at the moment, there's quite a lot of chat about um, painting scores affecting uh, like competitive events, competitive in, you know, in, in inverted commas, yeah. uh, scores at the end. It's It's been like that for like years, as long as I've known, like soft scores. Um you know, so I'm not. I'm not particularly. You know, it's it's been there for ages. You know, it's it's one of those things like like you like people could say when sports scores are the same. But you know, you go to an event. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm going to be pro soft scores because it encourages people to put the effort, just a little bit of effort into, you know, the game itself. Rather than, I mean, I went my first event I went to was Battlefield Birmingham. I had a brilliant time. Some of the armies I played against were nurglings I, I could always remember the nurglings this guy had nine nurglings literally there was nothing on the base and they were painted brown nothing more and i'm like i'm like this this got through apparently i mean it had a little bit of, they had a little bit more sort of shine on them or something but i was just like this is this you know it's not about giving them points or anything like that but it's just about, it's just about giving your opponent a bit of respect about just putting some effort into it because there's a difference between tournament for me difference between tournament gaming and club gaming if you just want to win in a club game just go and take bits of paper and put the word abaddon on it or noise marine um if it's just all about winning the game then just just do that um but you go into a tournament you know you've got to have fully painted models and you know i just I, I just think it, a bit, a little bit of effort just makes the game look better. I think just... there's because there's there's definitely some people come in with a counter argument of you know oh but not everyone can paint as well as X or Y so um, it's not fair on them to to um, like mark them down for bad painting. But I don't yeah. I, for, for me it's not about that. It's not about you're not a good painter so we're going to mark you down. There are some you know, let's go for example Blood and Glory which obviously you're involved in and we might, we'll talk about that later but. Do you want I, to talk about that now? Yeah, Can let's do it. Now, because it's I'll the give you, I'll there. give you the example of Blood and Glory. My first game, in AOS admittedly, it was a chap uh, from Australia, Anthony. Yes. So what, he, he, absolute lovely chap, and like he's he's um, smashing the, uh, he's ran, ran the Sydney GT this week. He did, didn't yeah. He? yeah. Um, so, so yeah, absolute gleaming bloke. We had a brilliant game. But he had flown from Australia and was playing in an AOS tournament in the UK. Yeah. So if I rock up at the table, and he, you know, he brought he brought this stunning um, free did, people, yeah. kind of uh, old money empire army. It was it was brilliant. And if I turned up with I don't know, like my Moon Clan Grots spray painted, spray yeah, grey or something, yeah, and and then some some silver dry brush on the blade. It's just a bit like it kind of there's a bit of dissonance between like expectations and 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 the and the game is about the hobby as well. Like yeah, the hobby yeah. is part of the game, um, and and like let's let's be honest, my Moon Clan they're not painted particularly well. They are like the undercoat is they are chaos black, all the skins done in goblin goblin green or whatever it's called these days. Um, yeah. The weapons are done in 
um, in Bolka Messel, and then they're given an all o- all over wash. Yeah. So, so I I haven't like picked out all the um, like all their pouches on their belts and stuff like that. I I haven't gone in and done that detail. But they uh, but they're all based and they're all they are all painted. Yeah. No one has ever looked at that army and said, "When are you going to finish painting them?" or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's very rushed. I mean, no, it is to I'm... a minimum standard, but it's not. You know, and, and I'm not trying to sort of wave a paint and uh, you know an anti pro painted flag, you know that kind of thing. But yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my soapbox. Yeah. Well, I mean, on 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 that note, you talk about uh, you talk about blood and glory. Yeah, and that's an event. I mean, we were going to talk about this at the end, but let's talk about it now because we're mentioning it, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll segue into this and then go back to Jakari in a minute, shall we? Yes, there's a there's a Jakari episode in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it is. It'll be there in a minute. So just just listen. Keep on listening. Um, <laughs> so November the third and fourth is second, third and fourth is blood and glory. There is uh, AOS um, and 40k events. They're all quite big now. I think there's about 70 players for 40k and there's 180 for AOS. Um, for years, we ran a painting pack for AOS, um, and, and and I we refined I refined it ref, I refined it last year to be a lot more simple. It used to be a lot more lengthy, and we and we 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 kind of copied from Adepticon's painting pack. Um, we stole their ideas when we went out there 2013 about how they did their painting schools. And we thought their painting schools were too much. Uh, so we did a similar one, which was still too much. And so last year, I refined it down to something very simple, um, where it scores you for things like painting, basing, display boards, cohesive army, any conversions you've got, any free hands you've got, um, if your army was wow, and if you put objective markers. Um, so you, you go down the list and there's there's like um, I'm not going to go through all of it because, you know, you can go to the Blood and Glory website and have a look. But there's things like painting. Entire model is painted more than just an undercoat. So you've picked out all the detail in the model that gives you one point. Has it been washed or dry brushed? Gives you two points. Has it got highlights on? Yes, you get three points. Now, the whole pack is basically of that nature. Like an example is, have you got at least one piece of freehand on one model? Now, it, it doesn't ask, the pack doesn't ask you for a Darren Latham style piece of freehand. Have you painted a Vincent van Gogh dedication piece on a la, on the side of a Land Raider? <laughs> yeah, yes. It's not asking it's not you to paint the Sistine Chapel, it, is it? It's asking you to do something. Yeah. And there's some people who go and they literally do absolute minimum a line with two circles or three circles as an ergle image you can you can get 25 points out of a maximum of 31 so you don't need to score max on everything so you can look at it and go well i i'm not going to highlight my army i'm going to lose three points there but i'm going to do everything else and at one point are we asking people to do the best what we're asking for people to do is to put the effort into it um like doing six objective markers like, and there's the wow one. We've got a wow um, where we give people two points if we think the army's wow. It doesn't have to be the best painted army. I mean, I remember one year this one guy did a display board and he made a side of a boat out of um, um, chop, not chopsticks, um, lollipop sticks, and, it, and he painted it. Now the paint job was pretty dire. It was it was pretty basic, but. It looked really cool, and I gave him wow because it, it, you know the effort he put into it was really cool. So you know, there's, there's, I mean, 
So, so the idea is, I mean, cohesive now, cohesive, it, the cohesive scoring point is really important. And you get mo- you get five points for a cohesive army. Um, they're basically saying to people, if you want to bring a mixed match of two different friends, different armies to create the ultimate army, you can do that, but you can lose five points. So it's it's encouraging people to put the effort in rather than put the quality in if that makes any sense. So I think when you see, I mean, at, at the last Battlefield Birmingham, they had a very basic, I think I, I got, I, you know, I, I got best painted and I think I got five, maybe 10 extra tournament points, which, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no to, um, but it, it's rewarded me probably too much for it. Whereas uh, Blood and Glory and, and what we've done, we've, we've used the AOS painting pack and we've just transferred it over to 40k. Yeah. So there's no difference whatsoever. It's all the same, um, and it's just it's just there to encourage people to get to a sort of a minimum standard. And in um, AOS, when we started doing that, we started noticing people people the overall quality at event just seems to start to raise because they they go to one event and have a really cool army because the painting pack is encouraging them to bring a fully painted army which is cohesive, which is based with multiple flocks. They've gone down the list and I'm going, I'm going to put this little bit of effort in. And then they take that they take that army to another event, and then when they do another army, they'll be thinking, oh, I need to, I might want to take it Blood and Glory, or um, I've, I, I, I've done a bit of scenic basing for this army, then oh, it's not as hard as I thought it was. I'll do it for my next army. Um, so it just encourages people to put a bit of effort into it, and it just makes the whole game. So, so at Blood and Glory, everyone can get max paint points, knowing they can they they can get max painting points before they go in so it's not like a it's discretion. all really achievable within reach you don't have to be duncan Rhodes or yes exactly yeah yeah exactly so that's 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 what we're doing at blood and glory um and you know people i don't it'd be interesting to see how how people respond to it and and you'll be surprised not everyone puts full painting effort into it yeah the, and, they, the, and, they, the, and they accept that's them saying i know what is expected that i know what i could get if i did and yeah. i either don't have time or i don't have the inclination and I'm just going to yes. say, I'm still going to go to this event. I still want to play Warhammer, but I know that in not doing these things, I'm not going to get. Because it's quite yeah. funny. The mon- the Monday after a big tournament on on social media, on, on often on Twitter, I I see things being posted, and I'm just like, what event has this person just come back from? Yeah. Or what event are they reading about? Because you you often find um, after a major tournament, there's people <laughs> whinging about things on the internet. Yes. And you you went into the event knowing what the pack says. Yeah. Don't so whinge about it. why are you whinging about it 24 hours after the event? When yeah, yeah, totally. You bought the ticket having read the pack. <laughs> you probably had a, a brilliant time at the event, and now you're kind of like, oh yeah, but I would have come. I would have come first if um if I'd painted my army. It's like yeah, but I would have come first if I'd won five games, but I didn't. So I think, I think <laughs> where the execution is, it got to be right. On 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 a similar note to that, where I I might disagree with you a little bit. Um, I took my Zinch Demon Army, which I think I came second at South Coast GT for mm-hmm. painting. Yeah. Um, or third. Oh, I can't remember. Whatever. It's, 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 I've won events with it painting-wise. Yeah. It's, it's a lovely, one of my it's a lovely army, isn't it? And um, at LGT, nobody even looked at it. Really? And I, and I scored. You can score. If you have brought armies, models which are painted, you get like 45 points. Um, and then he didn't even look at it, so they gave me the minimum standard for painting. Oh wow! Um, so, so at the end of the event, um, I should have scored like sixty, 
so um, from a tournament point of view, um, I went from being 38th overall to 7th, or 7th to 38th. That's how much the painting difference was for them not scoring it right. So it's good having these scoring systems in place. And at Blood and Glory, I will guarantee you from day one, we are scoring your army. We are doing it because we, we feel so sort of passionate about getting the painting done. And I full well know from experience, at the end of game one, I'm going around every army and giving people the time. I, I, I'm looking at every army. I'm dedicating. Like I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like we're putting the effort into looking at people's army. Yeah, because actually... I remember because I took my um, I took my pestilence to Blood and Glory uh, mm-hmm. last year, and I remember mm-hmm. you, you 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 came around and we and you were like, oh, like, have you got any freehand? And I was like, oh yeah, here is um, you know, the Skaven banner where I've drawn on the Skaven symbol, yes. and you were like, oh, okay, that's cool, that is freehand. Um, and you're like, have you got a converted model? And I was like, right, here's one of my plague furnaces, which has got a uh, the Skrulk model instead of this plastic plague priest, and you're like, yep, yeah, tick, that's a conversion. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 involved so it's not a case of you know when when a to just comes around and like casts his eye quickly over your army and says no nah, it's yeah, not cohesive but doesn't tell you and then you look at the you look at the scoring at the end of the event and you're like why didn't i get top marks for cohesive that's, that's yeah crazy. yeah no every literally from game one we are looking at every single army and we are sitting down dedicating time um to looking at every army with a fine tooth comb because we need to look at it um, so it's you know as a, as a TO we're respecting we're equally respecting you the time and effort you are going to put into your army or the or the lack of effort you're you're not doing so you know it's so so it's so I I, I really like it. it it's a lot of work don't get me wrong um, it's a lot of effort as a TO to do it but actually we enjoy I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of effort for TO to go around and individual access in de- great detail every single army, but every single player there has put in a lot of effort to get it up to hopefully a good standard. So exactly. own, you, as a TO, you kind of it's like it's your it's your duty to your players to give totally. them that time because they've given that time. You know they've driven however many miles to there, they put money into it, in models, into time, in hotels, and everything. So it just goes goes both ways, doesn't it? Totally, and and that's exactly that's exactly how I see it, and you know. We put the time. If you're going to put the time and effort into doing display board, doing freehand, uh, doing flop, we're gonna we're gonna re- we're gonna repay that favour by actually looking at your army. And it's nice that people put their armies out, like not just like tip them into a bin, <laughs> <laughs> which I see people do. Like they bring a bin, especially Skaven armies. They just bring a bin and just go, yeah, in there. And it's just like, man. So anyway, it's all sign of respect. So you know, for, from the 40k point of view, painting scores at this level from from what i've learned is very very new um and is is a changing culture we'll see how people feel about it at the end of the event i mean we might they, they might come to the event and go this is not what we want and they might just all they might vote with their feet and walk away i don't know so but we thought you know what we're just going to give it give it a try and see how they feel about it there's one of the sort to, to close this out because let's get on to jukari but of course yes one one part sort of final comment from me one of my favourite parts about any tournament is after you finish your game, uh, maybe a few minutes early, because I've just been smashed off the board, <laughs> uh, is walking around. And Blood and Glory is brilliant for it, because you can walk around the hall and go look at all the 40k games still in process, you know, not pestering anyone, getting in the way, but you just sit there and look look at these armies. You think, oh, that's cool. He's done Caradron Overlords as squats. That's awesome. Or like, oh, no, mm-hmm. no way. That's mm-hmm. that's a Gene Sealer Cult Tyranid list that's combined. Oh, that looks pretty cool. And then you kind of you go around and you just you're just observing, and it's just 
there's something cool about seeing arm like nice armies on decent tables uh, with good terrain and it's just it's just what the hobby's all about for me yes. so i really enjoy that and it's going to be it's going to be good seeing what the impact of that pack has on the sort of armies at blood and glory yeah yeah totally yeah so i'm looking forward to that and i think you know time will tell whether or not we're in the right we shall see we'll just we'll have yeah, this conversation we'll have this conversation again in six months and uh or 12 yeah, months and you can you can be like yeah Blood and Glory tickets have doubled or halved. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Cool. Shall so, Drakari, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. This is what, what people, people want. are listening for. Give the people what they want, Mark. Because I am the master of all things Drakari. The, the, the master. Events. You are the the Lilith Hesperax of. If you like. If you like. If, yeah, I can't even say that word, but I'll agree. <laughs> I, I'll agree with you. The Queen of Knives. <laughs> yes yes so i i do you know i i am being sarcastic when i say that for 40k listeners who who don't know me i've I've been on the bad dice podcast for about uh, maybe 100 episodes um so i'm a long time podcaster and if you don't know me i can be a bit sarcastic so just don't don't <laughs> don't take my uh sarcasm too seriously please so you mentioned um that you started with admec and then and then went into Drakari. What, what, what was well, no, it? No, I didn't. No, no, I, I, I started as Admech because I really love like robots in robes. And that was really, really cool. Um, and, and I just love the range. I love the robots, the robots that I call them robots. They're so cool. <laughs> I really like them, but, and I really enjoyed painting the army, but as, as an army in itself, I, I didn't feel it was flexible and versatile enough um for my game style it was very much gun line and it just sat there and shot so i tried i I, whenever i get an army i try and make it work so i had like the gun line because you need the gun line and then i had a unit of six dragoons which could teleport and a unit ambush and a unit of 20 electro priests which could teleport like first turn if they get in kill something they get a three up in van and then they're like super hard um so that's what I wanted to. So that's how I tried to make them work, but they still just they weren't cutting edge enough for me. I tried to. I preferred to be a little bit more, you know, competitive. I just felt I was losing because of my army rather than my ability. Um, so I then decided, well, I've already got a massive demon army. Let's let's do a thousand sun army. Add a few thousand suns. Um, they are they are awesome models. Those new thousand suns, aren't they? That, yeah, yeah, they're really, really cool. But as as time went on, I got the Demon Codex because I've got a, you know, I've got, um, I actually know, I, I tell a lie, I had 10 blood letters painted already. I painted 30 for my 40. I had like a little um, um, corn patrol and, and I already had 30 blood letters, uh, 30 horrors. I had sky fires, I had enlightened. So I didn't need, so to get an army quickly, I didn't need to put much into the demon army yeah um, um and and i took that to lgt thoroughly that army is so much fun to play with um it, effectively it's a big line of like um 30 horrors um and the whole army sits behind them all the characters there's like a demon princess araman um nine skyfires i got two units of three enlightened um 30s angle with a teleporting helm or teleporting crystal even with a demon prince, so it was super aggro. The list just ran at you, um, and the the Zangor teleported in turn one, 
hit whatever it was in front of them, fought twice um, to basically clear away any chaff. Zangor then died, but then the blood letters. So I, the way I made it work was um, the um, because of the new rules where you can only deep strike turn two. Um, I was like, well, I can use the Zangor to deep strike turn one because you can with the crystal. And then second turn, the 30 blood letters come in to pick up what's left. So it was just the list really, really worked. Um, and I really enjoyed it. But it was such a big army. It had so many models. And I was struggling to complete my games. And I've got a real bugbear about if your army is too big and you can't complete all your games, don't bring it. Um, because I literally had like 30 horrors, which I was moving every turn. 30 blood letters, 30 Zangor, 9, 15 enlightened skyfires, um, 6 flamers, you know, a lot of models I was moving every turn. And I just couldn't, couldn't complete my games. So I was like, I love the army, but I need to move away. And I thought to myself, right, I want an army which is really 40k, which is all about shooting, but I also want it to be flexible enough to fight. And so I reviewed all the different armies you could get. Necrons, I really like the feel of Necrons, but I didn't think they had the competitive edge that I wanted. Um, and what's the other army I looked at? I can't remember. There was another army I really considered. But then when I looked at the Jakari, I thought, there's space elves, that's quite cool. But there's flying units, small flying units, big flying units, big combat creatures, medium combat creatures, strong fighters. Hasn't got any psychics. Just played a massive psychic army. So actually not having psychics is fine. So I was like, so I settled on Jakari, um, and because they just seem to have a little bit of everything, which made them really strong. They're certainly they've certainly got like a a certain presence on the board. You know, you mentioned the different sizes of you know small flyers, big flyers, small infantry models, large infantry models. For me, I think that's part and parcel of choosing an army, so that it's not all just one, um, yeah, one size. Because in my Primaris Astartes army at the moment, I've got three uh, of the Redemptor, blah, 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 Redemptor, <laughs> Redemptor Dreadnoughts in there. Um, yes. To basically break up the like the size, because they're all just Marie, Primaris yeah, Marine yeah. Infantry. They're all the same size, and it just it doesn't look as cool on the table. Whereas old Marine armies, you had you know Dreadnoughts, bikes. Um, you know, land raiders, yeah, predators, yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. Whereas in in the prim- because the primaris, and I'm specifically choosing to go pure primaris for the army, and I didn't want to have a uh, repulsor tank in there, so I am limiting myself in certain ways. Oh, are they not any good? I just, do you know what? I looked at the um, uh, the data slate, the data sheet, and I just thought. It's just a lot of weapons on there. It's just a lot of weapons on one. It is, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I just looked, I was like, there's about 17 different guns on there. I can't be bothered. <laughs> uh, I, I just think you kind of, you're right. I think you need a tank in there to make it, to break break the army up a bit. Mm. And, and and from a, a, a hobby point of view, I took, um, <clears throat> I took my, um, going back to AOS very briefly, I took my Zangor's um, army to um, uh, Throne of Skulls. And I didn't get nominated for Best Army, um, which kind of annoyed me a little bit because, you know, the the army is, you know, the amount of effort I've put yeah, into the it's, army. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely, well-painted army. But I just, I but what it was, it, I literally, it was called the Sky Shell Coven, which basically for 40k players, is just Zangor on foot and Skyfires, effectively. 
that's the whole army so there's no big model making it stand out and that's what that's effectively i think why the army was missed or wasn't chosen for best paint it had no centerpiece it had no big model you know it was me so that's what i wanted with the jikari because i thought well actually i can have lots of little models on foot but i can have big planes to make it stand out so you put the army down on the table it, you know it's got everything from a painter's point of view i mean it's the first time i've ever painted a plane and i thought oh this is cool so i painted a plane <laughs> played two planes you thought oh this is so cool i need to paint another one yes totally so i i, I, I haven't done a void raven bomber but because they're a little bit bigger but you know I've, I've, i just you know the whole army painting was an absolute labor of love and and it's the first time i've like what aos doesn't have is lots of edge highlighting you know a lot of tanks and stuff like that and that's my absolute element that's what i love painting edge highlighting and i think if you see some of the pictures of my jacari i think I, I'm, I'm proper chuffed with the army you know technically you know they're not they're nowhere near sort of like golden demon standards and i won't i could never put myself at that, at that level but from from an army painter point of view i'm proper chuffed with them um because they're they've just got the edge white highlighting and they, they, they pop and um I'm, I'm super happy with them not only you know from a competitive point of view i didn't actually know when i when i was making the army i didn't realize they were as competitive as they were i didn't think they were as good as they were but from a painting point of view, I was super happy because, you know, I had, I had all aspects that I could paint. Monsters, characters, flyers, small, you know, I had everything. So from a hobbyist point of view, they're fantastic. And is there a, you mentioned you think they're quite competitive. Um, is there a certain thing about the army that makes them so competitive? Um, I think there is, in the Jukari list, there's no one thing which makes them competitive, except potentially the best strategy in the game, which is Vex. Which the, <laughs> the, the I mean, everyone seems to whinge about it. That is that is the, I think the one thing which makes them stand out. If I didn't have that, I I think they would still be strong um, because you only get to do that two maybe three times. Um, but for me, that the actual internal synergies, which aren't like obvious but i feel like the internal synergies of the army is what it is really strong and and by that i mean you've got you've got like the venoms i think a great example of you've got to commit a lot to kill a venom but to kill it you then need to like direct fire onto the guys inside so not only you've got to kill the venom you've then got to kill the five guys inside now if you kill the five guys inside it's not the end of the world for the Drakari players they'll they'll manage they'll, they'll carry on um but you've kind of got to deal with them because effectively one will have a one will have a blaster and the champion will have blast pistols so effectively you've got two metal guns on this relatively cheap unit which is you've got to commit quite a lot to kill it oh is that because because uh, of the flicker field and the night shield uh, yeah so it's minus one tip with a five up ward six wounds toughness five so you know bolt and it's got a four up armor save as well and it's still Stick chucking out it's stuck out chucking out shots because it's open tops yes it is yeah exactly so it's it's i mean what is he i think it's 65 points basic and then it's about 58 points for all the guys inside or is it 68 something like that so i just have like three of them um and they to me they they're they're, they're, they're so good because you've got to commit a lot to kill them. But if you kill them, it's not the end of the world for me. Um, and, and I think 
the other synergies, the synergies of the threat of all the blasters and the dark lances. So I've been running. Should, should I go through my list? Yeah, great shout. Um, before we do, just for people who might not necessarily have faced the army or played the army, um, talk to me about uh, power from pain and combat drugs because I, I would say they're some fairly, uh, they're kind of rules that define how certain units play, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So I do the combat drugs briefly. I mean, if you're if you're going, only the um, witches get combat drugs, not the whole army, and that's basically just a few increases in stats, like plus two move, plus one weapon skill. Plus one strength, plus one toughness, plus one attack, plus two leadership. I think it is. Um, now you can you can roll or you can choose what they get. Um, they're okay if you're going to go witch heavy. I mean, my witches that I had in my army were just chaff. Um, they're good for bikes. The bikes are witches, um, but you can yeah. You, it's just small increases, which if you're going witch heavy would be a lot better. Um, so as a, as a as an army wide rule, it's a nice little add on, um, but it's not game breaking or game winning. What I do think is the, the really strong point of the army, and it doesn't sound like a lot, but the power from pain, um, I think, is the is a really good way of um, uh, the fact they don't have any spikers. They've got they've got this ability. So the first one they. they from turn one they get an ability and turn two they get another ability and turn three they get another so it goes up and so the the very first ability they get is called i can't remember what it's called um but it's basically a six up invulnerable a six up feel no pain roll so it doesn't sound like an awful lot but it's just giving you an extra row throw the dice to not be wounded um especially now if you take into account that new stratagem that allows you if you go first uh, if you don't go first you can have all your army start as if it were in cover yeah, yeah, definitely. So suddenly yeah. you're in cover and with the pseudo feel no pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's just it's just giving you that extra layer of protection. Now, for people who people who are really old in the tooth, um, you might remember the Bretonians army in Warhammer. They had like a two up armor save and a five up invulnerable, um, which but it just gives you that second roll of the dice. So the more dice you roll, the better for save. So so what you're saying is power from pain. It's not necessarily they're not kind of game breaking in themselves, but they do every single turn. They are giving you an extra because they're cumulative, aren't they? You know, you don't, yes, they are, it's not yeah, just yeah. you get one, then you get two, you get one and two and you get turn two. Yeah. So I think the turn, the turn two one is, is okay. It's re-roll, re-roll charges. Again, you're not doing an awful lot of charges, but the turn three one is plus one to hit in combat. That's where it starts getting, it starts, I, I, turn... get, starts to get tasty. Oh, the, the plus one to hit, especially with a combat army, effectively. Um, I mean, I've got a lot, oddly, I've got a lot of combat in my army, and it just makes things re- really pokey. There's there's a stratagem in the book which is overlooked a lot of the time, um, but with grotesque, it's an awesome combo um, where at the start of the round you can increase your power from pain um, round by one. Um, so around two, you can use the stratagem to make. Uh, a unit hit on twos uh, well it's effectively plus one to hit so most things are hitting on twos so it's like on turn two you can make the grotesques hit on twos instead of threes um which is just immense um which is really really strong so it's you know that the power of the power from pain it really makes up for them not having any psychics in a very subtle but not obvious way so I, I, I think it's really good. I think the other ones, I, I mean, like round five, you're immune to Battleshock. Um, and I think at that point, 
the game's either over or, you know, because you don't necessarily have a massive army anyway. Um, so, you know, round five being immune to battle shocks, not really. I suppose you know. that's that's a good one, I guess, if you've got like a, you've got a unit that's hogging an objective and you just need to hang on. There's nothing worse than having a unit on an objective and someone affl- inflicting a certain number of wounds yes. on that unit. And just thinking, whatever I do, I just got to pass this leadership role, you know, this morale yeah, phase. And then just losing the army to, uh, to morale at the end. Yeah, yeah, thinking about it, I may have actually done that at the uh, at the event, actually thinking about it. Turn five, making some Calabite warriors run away, making me lose an objective. Or maybe, so sometimes you just forget about it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just, you know, it, 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 the, the two best ones for me are the, the feel no pain and the and the plus one to hit in, in combat. Just, um, there's, there's, I think it's, I can't remember the set, what it's called, um, but there's one where if, if they don't have the power from pain, they gain it. So, the, all the venoms and the planes, you can actually give them power, feel no pain, um, wow. through being in this sect. So you know you can get the, you can get the planes and the venoms with the five up, uh, with the six up. So it's not, you know, it does on paper it looks okay, but in reality, just having that extra throw of the dice, just I think especially the grotesques because they've got four wounds. And we'll go on to them a bit later if you want, but just having that extra attempt of rolling a dice to not die doesn't sound much but you know it you know it's it's made it's one it's broken some of my games before because people have just gone oh my god like that like just like sometimes like rolling two sixes um to so so something doesn't die can just make people cry (laughs) (laughs) and even like i know you said that um re-rolling charges and advances isn't that brilliant but uh turn two that's when your reserves are coming on now anyway yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's it's ideal for things like I don't know, like mandrakes, something like that, or something um, that you're gonna you're gonna pop out of cover, out of a terrain feature, or out of the edge of the board, or, or you know the kind of deep striking type stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. I think um, I think the combat units. I think again, I'll go back to my example of grotesques. Is I I ran two six grotesques, um, and I think the ter- I think you're right because normally like turn one you run forward, everything just runs forward to get into combat the grotesques. And so you do the the you do the reroll charges in your turn two, but then the start of the turn two you make it so their power from pain is one higher. So not only are they rerolling charges, they're getting plus one to hit. So yeah, so getting into combat, you know, is super, super important for that unit. So yeah, you're probably right. The the rerolling charges. I guess just in forty K there's you know, sometimes not not getting into combat isn't as vital as like maybe an AOS, whereas AOS is probably a little bit more important. Yeah, but a lot of the time you're you're in 40k, your combat guys have also got guns as well. So you yeah, fa- you might yeah. fail a charge, but hey, at least you're contributing to the battle. You've you've appeared, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. The chapter tactics, let's call them the obsessions. Um, yeah. Are split down to three different um, kind of sections, aren't they? You've got the cabal ones, the witch cult ones, and the Homunculus covens. Mm. Is there is there one that you think is specifically powerful? I guess Cabal from the Black Heart you mentioned is where they get um, inured from suffering, i.e. the six plus feel no pain. That's that's clearly really good, but that, that's good. That's it, basically it makes this is that well that 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 sect is is very powerful. Well, not very powerful. Well, it is uh, for one main reason that that sect gives you access to agents of Vect. Agents of Vect. So that's the reason why I took that. Um, but that 
that all that that um obsession gives you power from pain one higher than it actually is now for a lot of uh basic foot troop warriors and a lot of warriors within the cabal don't really get much benefit from power from pain because they don't want to be in combat because they're not caught they you know they're, they're just strength three um so they're not really charging they're not really running um and you know so they don't really gain a lot from the obsession um but what it also does is if they don't have power if they don't have power from pain it gives you that six plus um it gives the endured suffering bonus so the venoms and any of the planes i think are the only ones that don't get it um maybe the no they won't get it either no i'm thinking of the um uh scourges um but yeah it basically gives you the planes to have them which again is nice it's a nice little add-on and when you've got 10 wounds you know that gives you you know two extra wounds yeah, nearly two wounds over a game over yeah, a, yeah. Overall. so they're, they're, yeah. that, that's that's really cool but you know that one gives you agents of ect which you know makes it stand out and if you didn't have agents of vect is there one of the other so you've got add three to the move characteristics of models that can fly yeah i mean that's that's so and it's, there's one additional enemy to not actually cover that's okay um, I think you, you'd have to create a list around that, mm. but I think I think if you're going to do that, you're going to have a flying list anyway. Um, you're going to have lots of venoms and raiders, so I think if you're going to, what I what I think is sad about that one is it needs something else, um, because I think if you're going to go for a flying list, you you would go for the cabal of the obsidian rose. Doesn't sound much, but an extra six feet six inch range on all assault rapid fire and heavy weapons um you get doesn't sound an awful lot but that means you're rapid firing at what's uh, six inches to be honest that's you can add three to the move or you can add six to the gun like to me it just makes sense to go for the range on the weapons because that's as good as an extra six inch move it is yeah totally i know it's more than that because you get extra shots and you're further away from your enemy oh yeah yeah oh yeah you're yeah, right yeah. Absolutely. so so, so I, I mean the other one gives you reroll ones to hit with your rapid fire weapons but that's only your rapid fire weapons not your heavy weapons or assault weapons and stuff like that so i i, I think it's nice but you're already super quick with three inches and there's like a i think if you've got some raiders i think you get there's a stratagem which gives you plus eight inches to move instead of a run roll, something something like that. I can't quite remember, but you know, you're a super fast army anyway. So the plus three inch move seems a bit overkill if you ask me. Um, and then finally, the other the other obsession is one I don't think anybody would ever use: reroll reroll wounds of one for melee weapons, um, for cabal warriors, and they're not really combat characters so yeah no. i'm, I'm not like a fan a... of that although they do have a cool um strategy because that's the poison tongue one isn't it yeah yeah can, just, um... it, it's kind of like if you, you, you've got like you, you've got a whole army which shoots but we're going to be good in combat but we're not good in combat so yeah it, it doesn't doesn't make much sense if you ask me fair enough and that would make that would make sense as of which which cult obsession yeah yeah that's fair enough then you might consider taking it's all about all about black heart isn't it for that as you say what the one of if not the most powerful strategy in the game i think i, I thought yeah is is the most powerful strategy in the game. i i have um 
before the Beastman Army came out, I was I was going to do another not a side project, but I was going to extend my Jakari um, to a, um, a full Cabal of the Obsidian Rose. I always like trying doing something different. There's a I I like to I like to do a bit of filth, and that's fun. Um, but then equally, I always like to try and do something, can bring some, do something a little bit different. Um, that that is just equally competitive, like trying something different. And so I I did a, a whole, I wrote, and I don't think I'm going to do it just yet. But a, a whole um, flawless, um, sorry, Cabal uh, of the Sibian Rose, the plus six inches range, which is basically just Cabal warriors, um, venoms, and raiders, and nothing else. So no homunculus, no witch hell. And I was going to buy um the tantalus the forge world thing oh they are so good yeah so i was gonna buy that and have two raiders with like loads of you know my, my whole it was just gonna be a proper gun line but with loads of speed and stuff like that whether or not it'd be any good i don't know um but i was gonna do that so i was so i was gonna do a list and i probably will do it at some point but basically do one which isn't cabal of the black heart so i'm bringing something different but looking at sort of the competitive edge it had and i i, I think it was a brigade and it was literally just Cabal Warriors and then uh, Trueborn from the Index to fill out the Elite slots and loads of Scourges. And it was, it was, I was really looking forward to doing it. Don't think I'm going to do it just yet, but it's something I'm definitely on the pipeline. How are Index units looked at? Because I know in, in the Aero scene, Compendium units are just, they, you just don't see them. They're just not. No, no, I think, I think also you don't see them in AOS because they don't have a funky book or any funky rules. They've kind of, you know for all the right reasons you know they're there and you can still play with them but you know that they, they lack they lack that extra punch um i don't I, I don't really know to be fair um compared to the index stuff um you know I, I you know i seem to see people use it some people have at the moment have to use it have yeah. to use index stuff fair you enough. know thingy yeah but I'm, you know, i can't really answer that question it doesn't bother me just bring it and i'll shoot it off <laughs> with your extra <laughs> shooty uh, range guns yes babe so let's talk about your list i think it's you know i haven't gone talos heavy which i think a lot of people have but i sometimes when i write my lists i go i go sometimes on what models that i want to build um so somebody might say oh have 30 of these but i'm like i don't want to paint 30 of those um same as like most people i think have been running three units of three taloses paint engines and I'm like, I don't want to paint nine of those. They're fun to paint, but I don't want to paint nine. Um, so the list I took was a 2,000-point Jukari list, um, two patrols and one whatever, the heavy support battalion. Um, so I took two Archons uh, with blasters. Um, I took, and then there was five. Now, I, do I say this right? I'm going to say it. Cabalite, is that right? Cabalite. I'd say Cabalite, yeah. And uh, yeah, because somebody said I was saying it wrong one time, so I'm gonna say that's how I'm gonna say it. Um, three units of five Cabalite warriors. Well, now, now you're saying it wrong. Cabalite, Cabalite, <laughs> warriors. Warriors. Dr- Let's do it. Dark Elder warriors. Three units of five with a blast rifle and a blast pistol. Okay. And and they sat in venoms, mm-hmm. which I think. Are proper key to the army because the, 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 the danger they can their threat range is ace um and with that i had a unit of scourges with shredders which i think are amazing um and three two um razor jet fighters with dark lances obviously dark again, lances. yeah yeah they're, they're great there 
Um, and then I had a Witch Cult Battalion, which was which was my unsung heroes. Three units of five witches with no upgrades, two witches with nets. The nets are amazing, um, uh, stopping people from running away. Um, the, uh, so that, uh, the HQ, the Succubus. Yeah, the succu- yeah, that's it, the Succubus. They can, I mean, the units can all have a net, but the nets are great. There's no escape roll-off. Do, do you know what that is? Uh, that's where if a unit wants to withdraw from combat, they yeah. have to do a D6 roll-off with you. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you have to beat the witch. So a draw, the witch still wins. Oh, and um, any so you, any roll off like that, it's you just like please a draw. It's like when you um like when you're trying to dispel a spell in old school fantasy or, or um unbind something in AOS. You're like, is is it a draw? Does that count? No. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to. So it's the same in in forty k. It's the same principle. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, but um the nets. There's a net you can get where I roll. I you roll a d three. I roll a d six. So it makes it really hard to run away. Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you've got... A, I can't remember what it is. I've got to roll a one. And you've got to roll a, a two, a three up or something like that. I can't quite remember. Yeah, that's... that's it's the, the chance of running... So that, they are the unsung heroes in my list because um, there's a, a, a stratagem that I use where um, if, if you've got an Archon who's a general, you can then give a command trait to a Monculus unit uh, and, and a Succubus. Um, the Monculus gets one which gives them D3 command points, so effectively you get it back. And you can then make one of the Succubus with a plus one ward save. Um, and then you can give a, another item which is like strength, she's strength six or seven. Um, it might be, oh, I think I gave her plus one attack actually. Um, but you give, she's got a three up invulnerable, um, re-rolling charges, she can run and charge, re-rolling charges and she has the Blood Glaive which is yeah, strength 7, which is plus 3 strength minus 3 AP D3 damage um, and she just hides amongst the, the army so she can't really be targeted but when she comes out she's got like 5 attacks strength 7, minus 3 D3 damage um, hitting on 2s, re-rolling 1s um, ch- run and charge, I think she's move 8 anyway so she can run and charge, and then re-roll. Rich can re-roll her runs, and she can re-roll her charges. So she just has. You put her down. She's just a tiny little elf, on a tiny little base. But she's great. The damage they can put out, and then when people try and run away from them, they can't because they, she's got a net. Um, so everyone, everyone I played the weekend, the 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 event I took them to, they were like, "Why have you got the witches?" And not only do the witch units help control board space and claim objectives you can't ignore them um you, you you've got to deal with them and it's just another thing you have to deal with um so anyway yeah i digress so yeah it was a real simple battalion of five three units of five um uh, uh which uh, witches and two heroes and then the homunculus coven was the uh, i can't remember what it was called oh, i'm try looking in my book now it was the it's the one everyone takes. Prophets yeah, of that's it. Prophet. That's what I was thinking about. I'm glad you're here because I want to remember it. Uh, it. Again, the the obsession, the homunculus covenant obsession. There's only one real winner out of yeah. that one, and it's the it's the power of pain of the four up invulnerable instead of five up. Um, so um, yeah, so I took that. So that was interesting. So I took one homunculus dude, um, hero with no upgrades, um, but he had the Vex's helmet, so people strike last if you're in six inches of him 
Um, but I had two units of six uh, grotesques, which again, key for my army to work. They're cool. Um, I'm a big fan of grotesques. Man, they 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 won me so many games. Not on their own, mind. Um, uh, but they've got a four up inven and a six up feel no pain. It's really strong. Um, but they've got the magical four wounds. Now that is a sweet spot um, because there's so many weapons out there do D3 damage. So not only when you're doing your D3 damage, you've got to get past the four invent. Then you've got, when you do your rollover damage, so like if you're doing a weapon which does D3 damage, you've then got to do the D3 damage. Even if you max out the three wounds, you've then got three feel no pains, um, which if you get one, but then if you're going to do another D, so you're wasting so many shots just to kill one. Yeah. No, that's cool. I like uh, that. So, so, you know, those creatures that have got three wounds, you, you know, you might get, get, you might get three wounds on a D3 wound damage, and you lose that one model. Yeah, so, as in, like your your lucky six kills a guy, and then the next D3 could kill someone else. Whereas, yeah. if you roll two lucky sixes, you still lose just one. Just one. Yeah, totally. And it's, and you know, it's uh, that that is such a sweet spot to be at. And um, also, the good thing they've got two weapons they can choose from. One is like, I think, minus two rend. No increase on the strength, but minus two rend with plus one attack. So each model has five attacks um, and strength five. I forget, and also they're also typically six when the homunculus hero is nearby. So they're, they're really tanky. But then they can also choose another weapon where they only get four attacks. Strength five, no rend. But on a six to wound, you do a mortal wound. Um, now there's a stratagem in there which lets you reroll failed wounds. So and and what's quite nice is because they're strength five. If they're fighting something which is really pokey, like a demon prince, or uh, as an example, um, Magnus, somebody like that, or or some big who's got toughness totally six, you're re-roll. You're, you're wounding on fives. So with stratagem, you're re-rolling to wound, and then on six, you're doing mortal wounds. So you're, you're pumping out more mortal wounds because you're re-rolling more dice. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's impressive. So it's a re- it's just again, it's just on paper, it's it's good, it's it's strong, but it's just the synergies that work well with the army. Um, and I've got two units six, so I've got one unit I can just throw away with, and the other unit is it's just doing what it wants to do. Um, and then the list I've got, I've also on top of that got three talos, three single taloses, um, with with mixed equipment like one's got chain flails one's got a talos fist and the other one's got i think just normal weapons um so yeah so they they they, they kind of just fly around and th- so, those those so can chuck damage. out quite quite a bit of uh haywire damage as well can't they yeah i don't i don't know whether or not it's just lack of experience but the haywires were okay because in previous editions haywire was like the boogeyman it was the big deal because it just would rinse, it would just rinse through vehicles. Frustratingly, that when the Harlequin book came out, they increased the number of shots a haywire gun would do by D6 instead of D3. So all of the Jakari haywires are D3, whereas all the Harlequin ones are D6. Ah, did that get um, updated in the FAQ? No, 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 no just in the Har- just in the Harlequin oh, just, book. Just Harlequins yeah. got better haywire. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they've just got better. Maybe they need it to be fair. Um, but so yeah, so you've just got you know I've got lots of little units just dotting around. Oh, the other thing I missed out a unit of five scourges. Now, I've seen a lot of people take haywires on those, but I took shredders, which uh, strength six minus one d six shots. They're like uh, a, a flamer type thing, aren't they? 
yeah, re-rolling fail to wounds on infantry. I find with them, they usually die the, the turn they come down anyway. So, um, you know, I like mixing out having... You, I could, for the same point cost, I think you can get um, haywire. So points for points, haywire is the same as shredders. But I thought, you know what? It's just it's just a different gun to having the army. So I think it's better than haywires. But they, they, they come down and just start shredding infantry really well. Strength six, minus one, re-rolling wounds on infantry. They don't really last very long, but they you know they do their job. And who's who's but, your warlord in that army then? The, an archon in an there. An archon, oh, of course. He, he's the, got yeah. the getting command points back, which yeah, some say has been nerfed a little bit. I don't, I don't think it's as bad as I. I, I wouldn't get many many command points back um, a phase anyway. To be fair, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it, it was done to address certain issues, wasn't it, in within the game? And like you just see, especially listening to some of the competitive 40k podcasts from the uh, from the US, there was some pretty uh, harrowing CP farm lists out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of Imperial Guard Knights. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got an Imperial Knights army, and I'm a big fan of big stompy robots. And the idea of having some small squishy humans running around their feet just nah. nah. Have you seen? There's, there's that meme out there where there's a, a space marine carrying a, an Imperial Guard like dead soldier. Goes it's, it says something like the long lines of. Um, don't die, my brother. We need your command. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll pull through. I need those juicy command points. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, so yeah, it's, I, so the army itself, I, I never, I, I'm never a huge fan of doing mixed armies. I like to stick. Maybe it's a bit old school, um, but I've just stuck to Jakari. I didn't. A lot of people were start saying, "Oh, put a put a, a, a supreme command of uh, Farseer and two warlocks." And I looked at it, but I lost the witches, and I really like the witches, so I was like, "No, I'm not doing that." Um, so I just stuck to my guns and stayed pure Jakari. And I think they can they can stand on their own two feet as a pure Jakari force. Yeah. So they've got one they've got one helmet, which is just one attempt to dispel. But if you dispel your opponent, they suffer perils. Nice. Which nice. Is, yeah, it's only one it's only one per turn, but it gives you some psychic defense. So I kind of you know the, the questions that I sent through before we started this. One of the questions was something like. Um, uh, is there a special trick or you know what's the what's the kind of the unique thing about your army but by the sounds of it there isn't a there isn't a kind of a gotcha about the army it's just a an army that does a little bit of everything it does it yeah. quite well here and there and you've got obviously the, you know the world's best stratagem to back it up as well there isn't i think would, would i you, think the one thing that's fair yeah i would say the the one biggest thing about the army is speed um again very subtle not obvious i've got a big monster which shoots you and kills you um it, again years of tournament gaming if, and what i lacked with my admec when i had my admec was if you've got the speed on your side you can redeploy you can you can threaten into your opponent's deployment zone deeply um like um my last game i played against a um uh magnus now my opponent, I think he played it wrong. He should have played it more cautiously. Um, but I think he was just taking it in the edge. He literally just put Magnus... He put him sort of on the backboard edge. But I could still get him because I put all my Venoms quite far forward. Um, and turn one, I literally just threw all my Venoms straight at him. Um, so I had like three Blasters, four Dark Lances, all at Magnus, turn one. Um 
but he couldn't get away from it because the army was so quick. Um, so if you've got speed on your side, you can get on top of your opponent. You can make them go, well, I can't hide, so I'm just going to have to suck it up. Um, but also with sort of capturing objectives and stuff like that, if you can, if you can outmaneuver your opponent, then then you can win. Um, one of my um, uh, my game two, frustratingly, I drew it, um, but I, you know, I outplayed my opponent. He had a, an Abaddon and 180 cultist lists. <laughs> um, Sounds one of those. Yeah, but I I went turn one and I literally just blocked him out um uh his board space he had did he have two units of 30 zangor i think he did as well yes he had two units of 30 zangor which was interesting um dark crystal um and one that teleported him but i literally um just i i was yeah because the army was so quick we were playing crossways not 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 battle for the pass you know, the one where you, 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 you deploy in a triangle, like a big triangle. Mm. And I literally was able, because my army was that quick, I was able to spread out. So, and I blocked him off the entire board space um, because he couldn't get anything in within the nine-inch bubble. So because I was able to do that, he was just on the back foot. Now, I was drawing really crap cards um, for objectives, so I was struggling there. But from a, from a game point of view, you know, I locked down his army. But I was able to do that because I was able to speedily get into the position. You know, I, I sat in the corner. Everything sort of ran forward. The planes both went up the long side of the board and the short side of the board to then block off more teleport points. And I was able to sort of stagger my army so we couldn't get anything in. And then and at one point I boxed him in. And um, I think one of his 30s angle, he just he was like, well, I can't deploy it. I can't deploy it turn three. So... They, he just lost it. So, you know, speed, speed is massive. Speed is one of those things that I think people f- not forget about per se, but it's, it doesn't kill anyone, does it? No. So it's, it's quite easy to, to see past it. Yeah. But I, it, it is, it is winning. It is absolute. I mean, ironically, we, we kind of brushed over the obsession where plus three inches to move. Um, maybe one could argue that maybe you know we're saying how important speed is. Yeah, maybe there's us going off about how good it is. <laughs> like, nah, that's rubbish. But I, I, I think I, I think if to, to defend that point, um, I think the army is fast enough as it is. So I don't. And, think yeah, you, you're, you're talking about a very fast army, and an additional six inches of like range is yeah. sim like achieves a similar effect totally. to speed. Yeah. If you're talking about an orc army. Then yeah, maybe those extra three inches would be brilliant. But you're talking yeah. about a very already very mobile force, um, yeah, totally, with yeah. access to a lot of good rapid fire weapons. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think you know, I think you know, to defend our point, but the speed, the speed is key. I mean, I just think it's it's there's lots of little things which make, and it's a something I, I again, old school people, seventh edition Warhammer Demon Army was super strong because it synergized amazingly. And I'm not going into details about it, but for for the purpose of this thing, you've got the things like you've got the tanky units from the grotesques, which have then got the four up in them. But then they've also got the stratagem letting you reroll wounds so they can cause more. So the threat of them, they're not just tanky, they can cause mortal wounds. So the threat there, um, you, you've then got units that you don't really care about if you lose. So nothing is 
nothing is gained if if I lose a plane or if I if I lose two venoms or if I lose my talent, you know, I'm, I I've got things that can back itself up. Like you know, if you have like your Magnus or you you know when I played against Magnus, killed Magnus, he's on the back foot. Yeah. Killed Magnus and the Titan. He's he, he's going down. Or like Whereas, as an admic player, uh, one of those like a massive unit of um, Castellian robots. That's it. Bro, I call them robots. Robots. The robots. If you you know kill those, suddenly yeah. your opponent's lost a huge amount of their damage output. Yeah. yeah Whereas definitely. if you remove one unit from yours, yeah, you've kind of yeah. If I lose a plane, it's like oh, okay. I'll, I'll live with that, and that's what I like about it. And nothing, it is nothing is pivotal. Is, to the is arm the, to I was going to say that was that was literally my next question. Is there something that you could remove that you would an opponent could remove on turn one that would completely put you on the back foot? Mm, no, no. Um, if you can remove two units of grotesques in one turn, yeah, then that's, that's a big ask, isn't it? I don't think many people can. Because you've but got the, six my, of each unit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of hypothetically saying if you were able to. I mean, yeah. ironically, I think if you were able to remove two to six, you are ignoring everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, again, looking at synergies, you know, if you're going to focus far on the grotesques, they're going to take up a lot of firepower, which means you're not hitting anything else. You're not hitting the planes. You're not hitting the talises. You're not hitting, you know. <laughs> and so it's just little... Just like again, another example of little strengths are the characters. Um, so the homunculus dude just buffing the other units with plus one toughness. So that means the strength five weapons are wounding the grotesques on fives instead of fours. Um, you've got the two uh, um, um, archons, they've both got melt guns at eight range 18 and they move eight. Um, so the threat and they're hitting on twos, re rolling ones. So their threat is brilliant, and because they're characters, you can't snipe them out. And then, then the witch hero, I mean, like I said, she, she literally, what I usually do with the two witch heroes is just hide them amongst the homuncul- the the, uh, the grotesque units. So they either get to get to fight in combat when they're fighting the grotesques or they're just not getting targeted. And then all of a sudden the grotesques run forward, the witch, the, the, the witches run forward. And then all of a sudden that what appears to be two big blocks of fighting grotesques are actually two big blocks of fighting grotesques plus two witch heroes, which... Again, if they die, they die, move on. If they don't, they're going to get into combat. And they're just going to cause cause, cause a nuisance. Yeah, and as you say, they're, they're fairly killy, aren't they? You're, you've got a four-up invulnerable in combat. Yes, and I've got four-up invulnerable full stop. Oh, of course. Um, got, like, yeah, two re-rolling ones to hit. Um, they, you know, they can have an agonizer, which... Not an agonizer, um, a glaive, which is makes them shrink five, but hitting on threes. But it's minus three. So, you know, they're not... They're not... the best but they're just like a nuisance that you can't ignore um so they're great so but also they've got the nets so if you charge them in combat then they've got the no escape so if you've got infantry units you know i mean i did it i played necrons and they had a big unit of i think i can't remember what it was it was some shooty infantry unit but i got her in and she survived and it was like he didn't run away so he just lost a whole turn of Turn is shooting at me. That's a great way to support those uh, grotesques, isn't it? Chuck in a, a unit of six grotesques and support it with a net witch. Yeah, uh, hero. That's exactly, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I did, and you know, and and it worked really well. It, it really did. Um, because... Which is interesting because that's that's a synergy with like that's a cross chapter synergy, isn't it? You know, yes. You're talking about yes. a a witch cult <clears throat> unit supporting a 
homunculus coven unit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you don't see that very often, or you don't automatically assume those combos. But it, it works, it works. You know, anything with a four pin gun is can just bounce everything. You know, you, you can do that whole, I hit you eight times, I hit you nine times, and you take one wound. It's like, God damn it. And they've got that. I mean, you've got one One of the witches has got a three pin gun. So she's really tanky. And they've got five wounds, actually. How, not... how does she get a three pin gun? Um, so you can that is, I talked that's I talked about it this a bit ago. Um you can um it's a stratagem at the start of the game. Oh yes, oh yeah. And you can get a plus one invun to one of the witch elves. Uh, witch elves. One of the <laughs> succubuses. So yeah, so but yeah, you give it like like I say, like so one of the succubuses is really hitty. So she, you can give her combat drugs plus one attack, so she's got five attacks. Hitting on twos, re rolling ones, she strength six did I say six or seven? Uh, six. Uh, the combat drugs can make it seven. Um, minus three with D three damage with a three up invun. So she could be really fighting. Yeah, that's want. good. And you know they're not again. If you lose it, eh, it's not the end of the world. But yeah, it's just you know I just it's just it, I I really enjoyed the army and it's just like because I hate I hate playing those games where it's like oh I lost my super big dude so I lost the game mm. and I hate I hate playing games like that. It just makes for an unenjoyable game because like when I played Magnus killed Magnus game over no no it's just not what it's not what I see as a competitive game I see why people want to take him and don't get me wrong I'm, I don't I don't disrespect people and I you know I might be really talking out of turn here because you know my my experience with 40k probably aren't as great as somebody as somebody is who's been to seven ETCs and and knows the game inside and out but from my experience and how I like to play the game I like to play one of those games where, you know, as a as a competitive game, I guess. I like to I like to not be I like I like don't like to have a crutch. Yeah. No, that's that's fair it, enough. It, you lose the crutch, it's game over. So I guess that's just my play style really. No, absolutely. And like you said at the beginning, you've got to pick an army that works that works for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So having having played the tournament with this army now, what would you change about the list? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely, there's nothing that you think is perfect. Um, I, <laughs> bold shout, bold shout. I'll <laughs> see you in the top terrible. tables then. <laughs> um, I, I, stuff I would change, I think, would make some fundamental changes to the list. <clears throat> um, so it would be, say, for example, getting rid of the witch, the witch battalion, and replacing it with a supreme detachment of. A farseer and two warlocks from craft worlds. Um, so that, but that's then, you're, that's, then that's, you're, that's, you're losing the Mark Wildman kind of stamp on the army, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So, so what I'll the change... internet is telling you to add. I'll have yes. to if if you're going to say that now, I'm going to have to go back and edit that bit at the beginning where you said you wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, no, no, but I, I, you know, obviously you're, you're asking what would I change? That yeah, would be fair enough. Change, that would be a change I would make. Um, I, I just. Do you, you think know, that would improve you... the army, or would that just make it play differently? You know, um, is, is that is are you making are you consciously making a decision to take something that isn't as good for the theme of pure pure Dukari, or... Um I think I think it I, 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 a lot. I think a lot of competitive gamers would probably tell you it would make the army better because you get Jink and Doom. So one might so you get to cast minus one to somebody's invent save. And re-roll wounds on a model for the whole army. Your what you're replacing it with is a bit of board control and the witches, which I think are really great. 
So, you know, on paper, it sounds better. Two spells you get from the Craftworld book. Doom, 24-inch uh, range. Reroll all fell wounds. Jinx is at the hex against enemy, which is minus one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You've got a bit more details there. So, you know, you would gain that. But you should also gain some psychic defense as well, which, you know, one could argue you need. Um, so, you know, if I was going to change the list, that's where I would make the changes because you can only have three detachments. Cool. So another another question about the list uh, before we kind of start to wrap up, I think. Yeah. There's a couple of things in your army that you haven't taken. You've got none of the kind of Archon's Court stuff, you know, the Medusae, the Slith, the Urgul, yeah. the, um, the Poison Girl, and you've got no Beastmaster units, and you've got no Incubi, and you've got no Mandrakes. Now those, I'm just saying those, those as, as examples because... Uh, to me, they are quite characteristically dark eldery kind of units. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, what was so, your what was your decision making process in not including those? Is it just you preferred the way this list played, or so I? Um, some of it's down to modelling. Um, like if I were to take the Medusae, um, and I believe they are four shots each. Yeah, they've got like the kind of crazy eye gun yeah now as a modeling now i i i think if i was take one of those you could you could a venom with four of those and an archon would be really cool um but from a modeling perspective i didn't take them because it they only do one model of it and and he's got that kind of superhero pose doesn't he yeah i mean I, i didn't nearly take the grotesques now the grotesques are super good now, I nearly didn't take them because Games Workshop sells... There's one, one fine model. cast model, isn't there? And it's super expensive and <laughs> it's full. And it was only when I started going on the... When I looked at the book, I was like, these guys are really strong in the game. They are super powerful. Um, what conversions have people done? So I went online and I found... Um, so in Warhammer, um, there's a cool thing called Gr- Crypt Horrors. Um, or, yeah, and they're basically... Um, very large ghoul looking things um big like big bulgy muscles with spikes coming out of them bones coming out of them with the talos um kits you get so many extra bits for the talos kits um and basically somebody had just used built their own um uh grotesques out of the crypt ghasts using Talos bits, and I thought, I'm stealing that. Yeah, that's, that's, a, even... yeah that's quite a popular conversion. I, I really like it, and I think that's what I would do if I, uh, if I it, did it, a homunculus. It just, it, just makes, it just makes sense. It's dead easy. Oh, and yeah. and I, I think I, I've got 12 of them. I've got 12 grotesques, and I had three boxes of Taloses that I brought, and they those three boxes of Taloses was was able to convert all 12 of the grotesques with some stuff left over and then you're buying four boxes of three horrors um and converting yeah. them all and they're all yeah. plastic and they're all different yeah yeah, yeah totally it's not but 12 it's... fine cast models that are 10 quid a pop i think they're 15 aren't they i think oh, they're they, a little bit more oh, than right. that oh why well, I'm, I'm, I'm i can remember I, I, there was some guy on the table next to me one of them and he had six fine casts it's all the same pose oh. i thought oh, it just but looks I like not. I'm not a fan of multiple like yeah, monopose model. models. It's just, it's just yeah, and that's what, and that's why I didn't really do the Medusa because 
it is just the same pose. Yeah. It's just the same. I, I mean, maybe you know, I could have gone to town and and actually got some conversions, but it, it would change the you know it, you know they they're quite cheap and you know it, if I really sat down and thought about it, what would I lose? You know, maybe another venom, and uh, I could buy three three Medusa because I said four, but you can't get four, can you? Um, three Medusa in a venom with uh, something else and and you know they're shooting it's okay it's quite you know that's 12 shots i think it's quite a lot of shots actually yeah they're uh, assault for strength for ap2 oh that's it it's the, that's what stood them out for the rest the ap2 which i thought was quite good um but again they're okay um the mandrakes i bought some mandrakes um but i, um, I they were soaking the game they just weren't models are tiny They've they've got they've always had a bit of a funny like rep for Dark Elder players of of yesteryear because they've always been a bit rubbish. Yeah, yeah, they've just got like I mean for similar point costs you can get five scourges which look amazing. The models are so good. Again, it's all about plastic models, isn't it? Exactly, but you know you can either have for similar point you've got five mandrakes or five scourges every day of the week. You know, so certain modelling things make make me choose those um but there's I, I bought 12 bikes and i wanted to run a big unit of 12 bikes but i didn't have time to paint them so i didn't bother um as you notice there's no bikes in my army um but the bikes are really strong so you know maybe if i were to change the list again i you know i, I was running a unit of nine bikes actually and one unit of six grotesques um but the bikes, there's a lot to go on the bikes painting-wise, and I've ran out of time. And the grotesques I've got, um, I could paint. I think I paint. I could paint six in two nights. Yeah. Um, so I was able to paint them up really quick. So you know, sometimes my choice of army is based upon how much time I've got and actually what I want to paint. And I do have loads of bikes just sitting on my painting desk, but I just can't bring myself to to painting them. And maybe also, maybe for another event. Good, yeah, maybe, but I, equally, I don't think they're as good as they could be. Um, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy bikes, you'd probably buy the Eldar bikes, um, because they've got a four pin run and minus one to hit. Yeah. Whereas the Drakari ones have got a four up armor save, and that's it. Oh, they've got the six up feel no pain, but it's just for similar point costs, you can get the Eldar bikes, which are just so much better. Um, so you know, from a competitive gaming point of view, you know they don't just don't do enough for me. Fair one, cool. Well, I think we'll um we'll probably wrap it up there because we've been going on for uh for nearly an hour and a half. Um, maybe you can help me with two last questions before we uh before we wrap up. Let's so go. I'm I would say <laughs> I'm I'm Jukari curious, mm-hmm. or potentially I need some form of pointy eared army in my life. One of the options is pure homunculus coven, just because yes. it's a cool theme. Is yes. that is that viable? And by viable, I know that's such an overused thing. You know, people post it on Reddit or forums. You know, oh, is this viable? It's like, is it? I'm, I'm not looking at like a top tier skull crushing, face melting list, but yeah. equally, I don't want it to be like a kind Pushover. of <laughs> lol army. You know, like oh yeah, look, yeah. how cute you've brought loads of racks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, interestingly. I mean, I'm talking to a guy that's got twelve grotesques in his list, so I, I, you know, it can't be. They can't be that bad. 
but then, no, no, but then, I, no, but then really... as we discussed the kind of for the past hour, like it's backed up by a very combined arms, leveled, mixed list. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I, th- I, I think it is possible. Now I've not play tested it, so sometimes it's one of those things of being like put it on the board, see what happens. Um, but you can't. I, I was just looking at the books to see whether or not. You can make the the ravages um, homunculus, but you can't. You can, they're only cabal. Um, so yeah, I was just going to sort of put a twist on that. Whereas if you could make the ravages um, homunculus units, you you could use those as your ranged ship, but you can't. Ah, oh, but are you are you could you run ravages? Kind of do they run themselves, or do you need a an archon to get rerolls or something like that? Uh, well, no, you can run the but they're cabal. They're cabal. They have to be cabal, a cabal of something. So they, they would be going well against your idea of a homunculus themed army. Mm. I, I, so I couldn't I, just, I couldn't just like put racks on a ravager. You can put them on a raider. Ah. Or you can put you can you can put them on the um, tantalus, and they and the tantalus can carry sixteen uh, models. Um, and racks create it's two two space, so you can have the tantalus as a monculus. Oh, grotesques can... take two two space. Yes, sorry, yeah. yeah. Ah, um, that, oh, that's cool. So you can, I think, I think you would. It's four hundred points, a lot really, but it would give you what the the what what the homunculus lack is the shooting, but you know you've got the taluses. So I did a, a little bit of a prep. Because I knew that question was coming, <laughs> I did a bit, a bit of a, an army. See what, see what kind of level, what kind of for, I mean, ignoring the tantalus, um, I wrote a pure homunculus list. Uh, where are we? I'm going to find. It. Here we go. It has got two, no, one battalion and two, like um, elite and a heavy support detachment i can't remember their names but it's quite minimal with troops it's like three units of five racks okay and then and that but then in the elite section it's got two units of ten grotesques and two a unit of seven and the and a unit of seven and then uh, a single talos two taloses and three taloses <clears throat> all armed with I just think splinter cannons and micro scalpels i didn't i didn't really go into it too much i just threw it together quite quickly yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's I cool. Think... That's cool. I think maybe you could drop, like, so do three units of two Talos. E, well, yeah, that's kind of what you've got anyway. Oh, yeah, oh you've, you've got a three or one yeah. and a two. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you've got... I, I, the only thing with the racks, the racks are really cool because you can get them up to toughness five with mm. a four pin of them. Um, now, the only problem I have with them is the, the maximum size unit you can get is ten. Now I don't know whether or not they've done that on purpose because if you can get them as unit twenty, they would be amazing because they'd just be so durable. Toughness five with a four pin and, and a six would feel no pain. Um, but you can't get a unit twenty; you can only get unit ten, which I don't maybe maybe ten's enough. I don't know. But the the only thing I would, I mean, looking at the painting side of things, I think there's some legs here. I think you could potentially have like three units of three taloses i think you'd probably need that maybe fiddle around with the grotesques not maybe not as many grotesques mm. um three units you could do three units of six and then i quite like the idea of getting a uh a tantalus in there 
the tantalus means you could you could transport the you could transport how many grotesques be you can be eight wouldn't it eight grotesques well you would do seven grotesques plus a hero maybe yeah um so yeah i think you know it would work i think but you know it, i'm just fiddling around with the points now getting rid of all the just having three and six grotesques that's maybe that's uh probably a uh that'll be my homework I'll, I'll design a a, a Tantalus list <laughs> and send it to you. I was told though the Tantalus model is a bitch to put together. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's a bit folded all over the place. Mm. So I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I was going to buy it, but I don't know if I am. So my other, the other option would be to go, and this is something that I think has probably got more legs competitively, like a kind of mixed craft world, or. Like, I started with just Harlequins as an idea, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, it's a shame because there are some such cool Eldar, Eldari kind of craft world models, like the Wraith Guard yeah. is really cool. I just, then I've been looking at ways in which people have done like Harlequin armies, but use things like um, warp uh, hunt. Like there's a really cool picture of a warp hunter, which is the one of the Forge Rod ones. It's like a, mm-hmm. a Falcon Graf tank, but with a big pointy gun um right. but with all the kind of checkered um diamonds all up the side right okay like a harlequin paint paint scheme i don't i mean i, I personally you know is the painter in me is like if you want to do a harlequin army just have some eldari all painted in harlequin colors yeah you know but you know i don't you know that doesn't ever sort of bother me kind of thing i mean you look at my 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 blood letters are, my blood letters are painted exactly the same as my pink horrors you know, it doesn't detach from the game at all, does it? So, you know, if you if you want to make a themed army that looks all the same, go for it. That's why I asked it. Hmm. I'll have to. We'll have to. I'll maybe we'll come up to Nottingham. We can play play a game, and I can uh, I can borrow an elder army off someone and uh, test that list. <laughs> or just buy one. Or you? just buy it, yeah. paint it, and bring it up and crack on. Yeah, that that, that yeah. sounds more like me, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they are cool. They, I mean, they are, I mean, people whinge about Eldari, but you know, I, you know, I don't mind the competitive edge of gaming in 40k. But it seems people seem to have a real bad rep about it. But I just like, I'm, just, I take it on face value, and I'm like, I'm just going to bring my A game to events, and you know, maybe it's because I'm new to the scene and everything like that. But you know, you're not burnt out yet. No, maybe I'll get burnt out in a few years' time. Yeah, yeah. And just and then just then just go to events and just uh, go for painting prizes and just be like yeah competitive stuff that's the old me you don't see him anymore <laughs> and you have a couple of beers and someone's like hey do you want to have a really like competitive game and you're like no don't don't make me do it I, I can still I've got I've been to three events uh, three weekends back to back which is very unlike me and and uh, and I did get quite drunk at <laughs> I've seen the pictures. <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's messy. messy. Did, you, did you did you see the video? I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Check out at the black the underscore the no the underscore black underscore sun Chris Tomlin's video. There's a video of me being rubbish downing. I was going to say that's not even you downing a drink. That's you pour, pouring a drink mostly on the floor, floor or your t-shirt. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> right. So thank you, Mark, for joining us today. Um, Really appreciate it, and I hope I hope you've enjoyed chatting all things Jukari. My expert wisdom of my one event, <laughs> but no, but it sounds like you've got a lot uh, to it. I got a lot from it, really. Yeah, you know. it sounds like you've, I would say as much as I joke about it, I've got, 
you know, I've got I've got years of playing competitive tabletop gaming, and you know, I, I don't want to say I know what I'm talking about, but you know, I've got I've got a lot of background knowledge, and I think you know, yeah, a degree, exactly. degree. I'm not I'm not a complete newbie. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, so any any shout outs before we go? Uh, oh, let's just do shout out Blood and Glory one more time. We talked about it briefly. Let's do it. Yeah, where do, where do people go to get to look um, Blood and Glory? Details? Blood and Glory. Well, stick blood and glory 2018 in google um or you can go to their website which is i'm gonna find it now um blood and blood and fantastic um, and that's the second uh, third and fourth of november 2018 yes so it is more than just a tournament with one game system um there is aos 40k horus heresy um uh, there's going to be some Shade Spire. There is going to be side events on the Friday and the Saturday night. I think on the Friday there's... I'm just getting up now. There's um... Well, Steve and I bought tickets to the 600.40k bit on Friday. Excellent. So, yeah, so I've got it all in front of me now. I should, I, now I'm prepared. Um, Friday at 11am, 1,200 points... Age of Sigmar, 1,000 points for 40k. I'm also down for the 1,000 points for 40k as well. <laughs> I, I want, I, I'd, I'd love to do the 40k, but hey-ho. Um, yeah, and then that's the that's the Friday evening. And then there's Age of Sigmar, 700 points, 40k, 600 points, Friday evening. Um, and then there's Age of Sigmar champs, 40k champs, Horus Heresy narrative, Warhammer achievements. Now that's sold out. That's sold 90, no. Was it 19 more tickets that I wanted to? Um, that is a really cool event, which um, is not narrative, but you're, you've got to achieve things as positive achievements, negative achievements. I'll let you look at the rules pack if you want to know more, but it has unfortunately sold out. We're not selling any more of that. But that is probably one of the crowning jewels of the event. If, But don't tell Steve when I said that. <laughs> um, he does a brilliant job. The tables he does is spectacular. Um, I'm sure he's going to get a divorce over um, the amount of times he puts on making terrain. It just it's it's, narr- it's not narrative, but it's it's all about scoring random points, which might you know you you get one point for getting a double six a, d- a double six charge, or you might get negative points for bringing something filthy or something like that. So there's a lot to it, and it's really interesting. Um, Blood Bowl going under it and Warhammer Shade Spire now called Underworlds. Um, so there's loads of stuff. Going. If you look at the website, it's all on there. Um, ticket prices are all on there. I don't think anything's really sold out, but the place. Have you been? Did you come last yeah, year? Yeah, I came last year. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, of course it's you did. Yeah, you I mean, and it's uh, one of the selling points is it's literally a street across from the train station so it's right come... next to the train station and there's there's <clears> loads <throat> of hotels right next to the event as well yeah um... so it's dead it, it's perfectly situated last year lots of criticisms about drink prices but that's been amended this year because they didn't sell any basically it's like well if you want us to run a big event where people buy drinks you've got to um <laughs> charge less than 17 char- pounds <laughs> yes exactly so yeah so there's pictures on there on the website from previous events so you can have a look um yeah so it's 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 um it's a, it's, it's a great weekend we have more than just white blocks of polystyrene for terrain um andy um thornley is our terrain expert creating 
loads of terrain terrain for us. And then, and for anybody who's been to Battlefield Birmingham, they'll know the terrain there is fantastic, and we are hiring all of that terrain as well. Brilliant. Um, so um, there'll be gaming mats, I think, for everyone else as well. So, um, yeah, so it's more than just like I say, it's more than just sort of a, a normal Warhammer tournament. It's it is its own convention. It's own like uh, Warhammer TV will be there streaming the games as well. So that'll be cool. Um, so yeah, I think you know, go 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 online on the website. More importantly, uh, we're both going. So yeah, and buy me a drink. <laughs> Which you can because you can afford them now. Yes, we can. Yeah, exactly. So I'll just I'll just read that website: bloodandglory.baddice.co.uk. Brilliant. Is your is your website? I'll just stick it in Google. Search "Blood and Glory 2018" because I think if you do "Blood and Glory," you come up with some funky film actually. Yeah, yeah, fair one. And if people want to find you on what's the best thing, Twitter? Twitter at Mark the Beastman, or one word. Um, I'm not really on Instagram or anything like that. Although 40k, a lot of people don't go on Facebook, don't they? So yeah, lots of 40k think... on Facebook, lots of 40k on Instagram. Twitter seems to be where AOS yeah. is at. So um, we're we're on we're on everything. We're on all the all the social medias. Uh, we are at AOTI40K, uh, and of course I am at DangerMouse425. So thank you, Mark, for joining us. Um, wish you all the best. I have podcast for such a long time, and I forgot. You need a nice drink at your side, otherwise you lose your throat and have a sore throat like I've developed now. Well, next time, next time we have you on, we'll have to we'll have to open a cold one. Yeah. Awesome. Right, happy hobbying, guys. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.